Vengeance isn't power. Anyone can take a life, but to give life, that's true power, a power you once had. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. The Iceman cometh. Please, show some mercy. Mercy? I'm afraid that my conditions let me cold. To your pleas of mercy. I'll kill you next time. Well, I don't suppose they have fax machines on elephants. I freeze. I'm Batman. All right, everyone. Chill. Allow me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well. What's the chilling sound of your doom? Can you be cold, Batman? Freeze well. You are not sending me to the cooler. It's a cold town. The Iceman coming. Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Mac Masunas. How's everybody doing today? And uh, I have my good friend, Mr. CEO of Stormfront Productions, Jason, on the phone or line or Skype or whatever you want to call it. How's how's it going, sir? It's going pretty good. I'm ready to talk Batman. Awesome. You know, technically, you're you're my boss, right? A little bit. Just a little bit. For all those of you who don't know, you know. I do host the Shadowy Flight, and Jason is the owner of that, so technically he's my boss, so that's why he gets to kind of push me around a little bit, so you bet you want to just rub that in a little bit there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, sir, you've had a long day. This is uh, this is Thursday night that we're recording. This is your typical 12-hour day, so uh, so tell us a little bit what happened today, sir. Uh, it's, it's just a crappy day. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of pains in my butts all day long you're just glad that it's over right indeed well you know last time you were on uh we talked some buried and it was a pretty you know pretty serious movie but we had a lot of fun talking uh in the movie news section but this time we we both agree when you come back on we'd be talking a fun movie and what better way than to talk the the funniest comedy one of the funniest comedies in all history and the worst batman movie in all history Batman and Robin, man. I'm glad to have you on for this episode, sir. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting conversation on this one. Well, the cool thing is is that uh, when I have a bad day, I just put on episode four of Film and Focus, and I just listen to you do Arnold Impressions with Danny, and, uh, and it's just good times, man. You are the king of Arnold Impersonations, man, so I, you had to come on this episode for this. Well, I try. Yep, yep. You just recently did that on Flicks on your uh, on your Snow Black episode. You did an Arnold impersonation. I started laughing hysterically. It's good stuff. So, sir, uh, before we get into Batman and Robin, why don't we talk some uh, some quick movie news since you haven't been on for a while? Sounds good. Throw up your rock fist if you're feeling it when I drop this. Show them how we blow the spot. Let's make it hot. The shotgun with the body rock till the party stops. It's time to take it up a notch and keep it.
All right, so uh, you recently updated Film and Focus, saying that uh, you were kind of excited uh, for Spider-Man. Now I know that episode hasn't come out yet, so do you want to give us a little teaser uh, now that the movie's about ready to come out of? kind of why you're so excited that this movie's coming out because i will admit now that i've seen all the trailers i'm pretty pumped up and uh, and i can't wait to go see this movie so what's some of your excitement that you're feeling right now that you were kind of so pumped up about i'm just excited i think it looks cool i like the casting i like uh casting all the way around from uh the spider-man to gwen stacy to uh, Captain Stacy to even the guy playing the lizard like the whole cast is is pretty exciting to me I'm, I can't wait to watch them do their thing and you know I'm not as bitter about the whole reboot thing that apparently everybody else is because I think that's kind of a lot of people's problem is they're just kind of griping that you know why do we need to reboot Spider-Man we just had uh, three Spider-Man movies and yada 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 well you know what the third one was so terrible to me that I have no problem with a reboot and I, I think for me the whole issue is you know the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans while entertaining and, and pretty good in, for the most part to me they feel just like the original Batman series you right. know the, the Burton the Schumacher series where we were given a Batman we'd never seen before, and we were very excited every time a Batman movie came out to see something with a bat symbol on it. And it wasn't until uh, Christopher Nolan came around and showed us a new, you know, most would argue, better version of what you can do with Batman. And I think this is the same thing that, you know, uh, Mark Webb's going to come out and show us a version of Spider-Man that doesn't have all the weaknesses that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man had. So I'm just excited to see it. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that there's not a whole bunch of other people excited to see it, but uh, I, it's one of my most anticipated for the year. Are you a little disappointed that they chose Lizard as the main bad guy? No, not at all. I think it's a great bad guy. Uh, I was getting a little annoyed with Sam Raimi's and I know it wasn't necessarily Sam Raimi's fault, but I was getting annoyed with that series because they kept talking about the lizard. They kept talking about Kurt Connors in every single movie, and they even had him uh, on there as Kurt Connors, you know, pre-lizard. And it, it annoyed me that they kept hinting at this character, and they just never did anything with him. Uh, so I'm glad we're finally getting to see the lizard that you know I've been waiting for, and I think it's a, it's a good battle for spider-man because not only is he hyper intelligent uh but he's a physical um match as well probably even more so so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing this version of it and seeing what they do with the character i am too and uh have you been checking in on uh the Wednesday on get glue because they give it a new emma stone sticker every wednesday of course i do of course you know it's not of emma stone yeah it. she's good times i that's Probably the biggest selling point for me is the fact that she's in this movie. Uh, it's really what's getting my butt in the theater to go see it, man. I, I'm just, I'm very excited for this film. And, and most of all, I'm just, I can't wait to see how this movie stacks up by the end of the year. Because, you know, right now Avengers is number one. And uh, Dark Knight Rises is going to come out a little bit after Spider-Man. So uh, I'm really curious to see how this movie is going to end up by the end of the year. Where it's going to rank at, you know, so... I don't know, man. I hope top three, top four. That's that's my hope. But uh, we'll see what happens, I man. Doubt it. You doubt it? Yeah, just 
the bitterness of the audience, I think, is is going to keep it kind of low. Um, how low, I don't know, but, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be anything near what Avengers is. Oh yeah, I no doubt about it. But maybe good word of mouth might uh, might kick it into gear. So I'm hoping so. Now uh, it's kind of funny the whole. Uh, I don't know if you if you knew this or not, but uh, I took uh, I went to Kmart and I saw a GI Joe figure. And, uh, and it had Roblox, you know, because I saw the picture of the rock on it. I was like, okay, what's up with this? And it clearly said on the box that Roblox is the leader of the G.I. Joes, which clearly tells you that, that uh, Chatham, or Channing Tatum was killed off. So, uh, Yeah, there was no doubt that he was killed off. <laughs> yeah. and Because uh, they, they say they're all dead. Yeah. And we only have, you know, four G.I. Joes left. Yeah. And Channing Tatum isn't one of them. And uh, they finally they finally came out and admit that yeah we want to convert to 3D but uh, test audiences were mad that Duke uh, was killed off and now we're gonna do reshoots to have him put back in so overall and I'm cool with it I just wish they would have came out right away instead of this 3D crap and just say hey look test audiences were mad we got to fix it there you go I think people would have handled it better I know I would have instead of oh we're just gonna boot this back because of 3D it was like that was the stupidest you know excuse you could give just be honest you know I think people would have took it better yeah I think I mean there's the second they said oh we're we're pushing it back back this far I was like, there's no way that's just because for 3D. Exactly. They, they have figured out a, a good way to do the post-conversion in 3D way quicker than that. Like, there's no reason for that much time. And I'm like, the only reason they're giving it that much time is they either looked at it and said, wow, this movie sucks. <laughs> we need to do some reshoots. And they want to bring Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Tatum. I know you can't say that either. Yeah back into the fold because he's had a really great year he's making money his movies are making money in the box office and you know they looked at it and they said well what happens to our franchise when we can't get bruce willis back what happens when we can't get the rock back right the only thing we have left is channing tatum so we have to have him available in some capacity as backup as you know just as a uh, an insurance policy in case we can't get these big guns back. Right. And and so I guarantee it's going to be something stupid like uh, the animated movie where he apparently dies, but then at the very end of the movie they're like, hey, look who we found locked in the basement. Oh, it's Channing Tatum. Check it out. You know, the way I looked at it, it could be a blessing in disguise because of the fact that it was originally supposed to come out the 29th and then Spider-Man was like July 3rd. So really... You know, those two would have been really going head to head. It's hard to say. And, you know, I mean, they both would have made money, but I think that uh, Spider Man will definitely make more money now. The fact that G.I. Joe is out of the picture. That's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, but the, the unfortunate part is nobody really liked G.I. Joe. Right. And I was prepared not to even bother with this franchise anymore. But with one trailer they managed to win back nearly all of their audience. People were excited to see this movie. People wanted to see G.I. Joe. And after giving us a crappy first movie, that is uh, saying something. Right, says a lot. You have won people back with this trailer, only to push it back that far 
so that you have to do all that work all over again to win these people back because people are pissed that it got moved. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a big mistake, a yeah. way big mistake. Uh, my wife yelled at me. She's like, why don't you go buy the action figures? You know, if they're supposed to not be out, chances are they're going to pull them soon. She's like, why don't you go buy them? I'm like, I didn't think about buying them. But uh, they I, were going for a bunch of money on eBay, too. Really? Man. Yeah, the people that snacked them up before they got pulled off the shelves, they were selling them on eBay. So they did officially pull them off the shelves, right? Yeah, they sent out uh, uh, messages to the stores and said, get them off, oh, you know, because they were like right, right at that point. Because we had like a month uh, left before the movie came out, they were shelving these toys, and uh, they had to say, "Hey, don't <laughs> take them off. We were not selling these until next year." Yeah, but it is what it is. So, uh, Robocopster, you pretty pumped up about that? Cause I know I am, man. I am uh, with this cast that's forming. I know it's good. We stuff. have a pretty excellent cast coming together. And I, I'm not as bitter towards remakes, reboots as, as a lot of other people. Uh, as long as they're done well, as long as you're giving me something cool. And with the cast that's forming up with Samuel L. Jackson, with uh, Hugh, uh, uh, Hugh, Hugh. Hugh Laurie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know the guy too well who's actually portraying Robocop, but really, who cares? As long as, they, as, long as he looks good in a big metal suit, you know, I'm... I'll be pretty good, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see it unfold with the the names they're getting because you could easily do a reboot of RoboCop and kind of just do it on the cheap, you know, grab grab a, r- a few random actors and, and make yourself a movie and let it be sold on the name alone. But they're actually casting a lot of well-known people and a lot of really good actors. So they're they're not banking it just on the name RoboCop alone. They're actually it seems like they're doing they're wanting to make a a very good film. And I ain't got which no problem. Which is surprising. With that. Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that. That's awesome. And yeah. obviously it's going to be different in tone than the original, which I'm fine because we have uh, Verhoeven's version of RoboCop, and they've already come out and said, okay, it's not going to be like that. There's no not going to be kind of like this parody on capitalism that we had in the first one because that time that time is coming gone this is going to be kind of a, a completely different kind of take on the character and i'm fine with that because you know we don't need if you're going to reboot something if you're going to remake something do something a little different you know mix it up a little bit but stay true to the character but give us something that we're not expecting because the last thing we want is a photocopy of something we've already seen right right um are you guys gonna go watch Total Recall when it comes out? Are you excited for that? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not on the edge of my seat waiting for it to come out, but it the trailers look really cool. Yeah. And I, I know it's it's very different from the original one. Like he doesn't go to Mars, and uh, the his his wife in the original, uh, played by Sharon Stone. Once it's revealed that she's kind of in on it, she gets taken out pretty quickly. Whereas in this one, Kate Beckinsale plays the wife uh, character, and she sticks around a lot longer. That she becomes one of the main bad guys that is chasing him through the whole movie, and I'm kind of excited for that. It's like I said, it's it's something familiar, but they're doing something new with it, and they're doing something 
that makes it its own and and i'm excited to see it it, it looks pretty cool sweet yeah i i'm excited too and that's good to hear because you know i love kate beckinsale anything she's in man it's gonna be good stuff so so i hear yeah um the new adam sandler movie coming out this weekend uh not at all interested. <laughs> i was just gonna ask you if you were interested in that at all absolutely um, not <laughs> you gonna watch the dvd ridiculous no i'm never gonna watch that okay movie. Right. It looks ridiculous, and I am not a fan of Adam Sandler in that character, this loud, obnoxious person. If it was just Adam Sandler playing it straight, I would have way more interest in seeing that movie. But it's him being all goofy, wacky, loud, obnoxious. I just don't care. It's just, It may be a good movie, it may be really funny, but to me, those trailers are not selling it. And I, there's too many other things that I want to watch that I'm interested in watching that I'm excited to watch to waste my time on a movie that appeals to me uh, 0%. Did you ever see Jack and Jill? No. Again, I'm like, <laughs> I have no interest in this guy. That's funny. You know, 50 First Dates for me, man. Love it. That's probably probably going to be my, my peak. I mean, I love Click. I thought it was really good. But uh, for me, yeah, I like 50... Anytime Fifty First Dates is on, I have to sit down and watch it. I don't care what I'm doing. If it's on TV, I have to sit down and watch it. That's just, it's awesome. Love that movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, sir, let's get into some TV news. Too much TV. That's what my mother tells me. You are going to be checking out the Arrow show on CW, right? Yeah, I'll check it out. Did you know Katie Cassidy's in that show? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Like, I'm not, I'm not super following it. Like, I'm not seeing who's making it. I don't know the showrunners. I'm not, I don't know any of the cast. I don't even know the name of the guy playing Green Arrow. I've watched one clip, and it looked interesting enough for me to check it out. But it's, you put out a Superman show. You put out Smallville. I'm excited. I will be there. Opening night, you know, I'll be sitting in front of that TV. You say Arrow, I'm like, eh, I'll check it out. It's going to be, it should be good, I hope. You know, it's going to be my my excitement level is midway. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm just, hopefully it does good. Hopefully they don't do it so it's dumb. But right. you I'm, know. I'm with you. I usually do the same thing you do. I give it about three, four tops. And if by the fourth episode it isn't really connecting with me, I give up on it. I'm, I'm the same way you are. Yeah, I don't have time to waste on a show that's just not doing it for me. And, you know, I'm really scared. Anytime it's a new show, you know, it, it's that uh, double-edged sword. You have to watch it to keep it on the air. But do you want to invest your time in watching a new show and have a risk of being canceled the next season? That's what that's what sucks about new shows. It really does. You know, for me, I'm just now to the point where if the show is at least in season two, okay, I'm going to go check it out, you know. But. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of how I am. So, all right, sir. Uh, I think I'm good with all the news. So let's get into this bad boy, Batman and Rob. My name is Freeze. Learn it well. Voice the chilling sound of your doom. This is the way the world could end. Please, show some mercy with ice with a kiss with venom I probably should have mentioned this I'm 
poison. Poison ivy. And the only man who can stop them. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. Can't do it alone. Batman will watch his beloved Gotham perish. Bundle up, boys. There's a storm coming. Kill the heroes! It's a hockey team from hell! Cool party! Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, everyone, chill! George Clooney. I'm not the marrying kind. I know you've had your wild nights. Good night. Wild doesn't, doesn't quite cover it. Chris O'Donnell. Come join me. My garden needs tending. She loves me and not you, and it's driving you crazy. This is why Superman works alone. Uma Thurman. So many people to kill. So little time. Alicia Silverstone. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about that person? Found the Batcave. She knows who we are. Guess we just have to kill her. In a Joel Schumacher film. Strength and courage. Partners. Honor. Partners. And loyalty. Freedom and justice. Partners. It all comes together. We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. All right, man. So uh, first thoughts on this movie. What you got, sir? It is a great film version of someone who really loved the Adam West TV show. Yeah. And that's that's one of its redeeming factors. Even uh, the last movie, Batman Forever, which isn't as bad as guilty as the as it is this one mm-hmm. where it's definitely schumacher thought that's what he was doing that he was making a a film version of that because to him he thought that's what comic books were was what adam west was doing <laughs> you know and it's it's so absolutely not right absolutely not so if you look at it as you know, a feature film version of the old Adam West TV show, you will get more enjoyment out of it. But even myself knowing that's kind of what it is, I don't really enjoy that movie whatsoever. You know, I have rolled. Okay. I wrote down like tons of like one liners, like some of my favorite lines. But when I actually had to sit down and just watch it, it just as is, I was rolling my eyes so much. And me too. Oh I was just gosh. like, man, this is so bad, so painful to watch, man. And, and every time that there was any hint of something kind of cool, it was overshadowed by terrible acting oh, yeah. and over-the-top art direction and just a story that was so uninteresting. You know, okay, I'm not. We're not going to get into the plot because who cares, right? I mean, everybody knows well, the basic. The basic plot is Batman and Robin are hanging out. Two bad guys show up, and Batgirl pops in. <laughs> a very poor representation of Batgirl pops in at some point, and they just have to stop them. Like there's, there's nothing. There, there's the world is not in danger. Gotham City really isn't in danger because you really 
don't think these bad guys have the capability of ruining anybody's day. And Batman and Robin, it's so childlike. You know evil will be defeated. <laughs> you know, it's right. just, there's no gravitas to this story. It's just so plain Jane. It's just like watching an episode of the old TV show where the Joker stole a painting and Batman and Robin have to stop him from stealing more paintings. Oh no. And it's just like, you can't take it seriously. There's you watch Batman begins or you watch the dark Knight, and there's, you're on the edge of your seat. Cause you're like, man, this is serious. Like people can die. Yeah. People did die. There is, there is a, a definite threat to, to the world of Gotham city right now. And Batman is challenged by that threat in this movie. Batman doesn't even break a sweat. He's not even worried. Like he's, it's almost like he forgets he's fighting these bad guys once in a while. And he's just like, Oh, Oh what? Oh yeah. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. I'll go after him too. Right. Uh, because there's just, there's no threat level here. It's so bleh. This, this is a cartoon. Okay. Like in the beginning, after they do the, uh, the suit up and they show the butt. And then of course they show the cod piece, uh, and when the bat nipples and the bat nipples. And of course the suits just look horrible. I mean, we have to point out that the film, the toy company is the one that designed the Batmobile. And, and they told Joe Schumacher, we are going to sell toys. You are essentially making a toy commercial. Here you go. And it's and it shows because there's no story and they're constantly throwing action figures or vehicles at you for no reason at all. The end movie is a perfect the end of the movie is a perfect example of that because we get all new suits mm-hmm. and we get all new vehicles that have like 2 seconds of screen time for what? So they can make those vehicles into toys and sell them on uh, at Toys R Us like, and make some money. Like Poison Ivy said, uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's why every action figure of Poison Ivy comes with him. I, I mean, that sums it all up for you right there. Oh, oh and that poor treatment of the character of Bane. Oh, you know. So oh, terrible. So bad. <laughs> and you, I remember being excited for this movie. You know, I remember as a, as a young guy in high school – being excited for this movie. I had a book that had full color photos of all the characters and they were bright and vivid and I couldn't tell it was going to be a terrible movie by those pictures. I was just excited because you had poison Ivy. We hadn't seen her yet. You had Mr. Freeze who looked kind of cool. I was, I was kind of, would have been more of a fan of, because they tried to get, um, one of the names thrown around was, uh, Patrick Stewart to play, Mr. Freeze at one point. Yep. And, and that's just perfect casting right there. You know, uh, but they didn't. Oh, well, we got him as Xavier. We all live. Right. Um, and uh, Robin was in there. And Robin's one of my favorite characters of all time. Even though he's playing Nightwing in this movie. That's right. neither here nor there. You had George Clooney as Batman. And he looked pretty cool. And then I get into the movie and i'm just like whoa this is terrible uh you know i i was uh i, I had a humongous poster i was like oh this is gonna this movie's gonna be so awesome when i was in the theater and the moment that they took the small guy injected him and bane showed up i rolled my eyes and i said this is not the same movie that this is not like batman forever i was like oh my gosh this is a cartoon i was so pissed off and the rest of the two hours, I said, I want my money back. I had never wanted to yeah. walk out of a theater before. I said, this has got to get better. There's no way this could get worse. 
Batman Forever was, uh, it, it's a movie that sits between what Burton was doing and what Schumacher eventually did in Batman and Robin. So there was some good in there, but you could feel that every, you could feel the the style of Tim Burton had left. Right. But there was still some darkness and some story in there, and it was it was pretty interesting. But you could see like there was a lot more neon, and there was a lot more giant statues everywhere, mm-hmm. and so you could see that the world was was different. But then we get into Batman and Robin, and anything Tim Burton gave to this series is gone. There is nothing left of it, and all it is is bright neon, and all it is is gigantic statues everywhere, and all it is is silliness and one-liners and a very blah story. (laughs) And you can tell even the people in the movie didn't care. I mean, if you watch the special features on the DVD, they have interviews with, like, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell flat out is just like, yeah, it was not good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's... Okay, good for you. Good for you being honest because you can tell by your acting that you weren't really into it and nobody seemed to be into it because everybody was on the exact same level of Oh, hey, it's Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> you know, it's like it was so ridiculous. Mhm. Exactly. I mean, uh Joel Schumacher, you know, did apologize in the uh in the commentary but he said that i had to make a, a toyetic film uh you know i wanted to make it more dark and be like batman year one which is a load of crap but yeah uh, he he enjoyed this too much because it, it just smells like schumacher uh he he was just kidding himself and it's good for him to come out and say uh you know yeah i made a toy commercial i'm not very proud of it but at some point he could have said no, but he didn't. You know, one of he cashed that check with you know smiles on his face, and I'm sorry, I can't I can't forgive you for that. You can say you're sorry all you want, you can admit that you were making a toy commercial all you want, but you're a grown man, dude, and you have a good filmography behind you. You could have walked off that set at any point. You know. It's so cool, though. I mean, we have to admit because of this horrible piece of trash. They would have kept going, and we wouldn't have gotten the Christopher Nolan films. And look at George Clooney. I mean, he said that he flat out said, "I killed the Batman franchise." But look at him now; he's one of the biggest actors there is. I mean, everybody. Chris O'Donnell went on to NCIS, Los Angeles. Alicia Silverstone is really the only one whose career kind of went down the toilet. But it's uh, without this movie, though, they would have just kept going. And the superhero genre, I don't think. Look at it the way it is now. Really, we have to thank this movie for being the pile of trash that it is. Because without this movie, we wouldn't really have the movies we have today. Yeah, and I have no problem with the casting of George Clooney. I think he did a a great job playing Adam West. Right. Um, He looked cool as Bruce Wayne. It's just he they had nothing. They had nothing to work with. He was <laughs> he was Bruce Wayne as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. It yeah, was, he was doing exactly what Schumacher told him to do though. Yep. You know, we don't want a brooding superhero. We want a guy who's got a cool car and he gets to be Batman and chicks dig him and you know, when he's not in the mask he looks like a, a super hot George Clooney movie star kind of guy. Why wouldn't this guy be having fun? Like he's gotten over his the death of his parents. He shouldn't be all still moping around about that. He should be having fun. 
And that's the character we got, man. <laughs> a guy who's just like, yeah, this is why Superman works alone. Yeah. Okay. Like, whatever. So, don't bring Superman into this, please. Uh, he don't need that. He don't need that baggage. Tell me <laughs> Leave about him alone. It. So some of the most horrible scenes, you got to love when Robin, what, smashes through the wall and it creates the bad symbol. When Yeah, if... If that doesn't tell you you're watching a cartoon, nothing does. Which Gremlins 2 pulled that off perfectly because it worked well in Gremlins 2 when the when the bad gremlin broke out and made the Batman symbol. That was funny. It worked. In this movie... Because it, that was a comedy. Right. Exactly. This is not. <laughs> it's supposed to be a Batman movie. So, like, they're in the rocket. And... Uh, it's freezing because of how high they're going. But yet Robin's just safe being outside of the rocket. And Mr. Freeze says that uh, if this blow, you know, if this crashes, it's going to kill everybody in Gotham. And what does Batman do? He wants to blow up the rocket. I mean, yeah. they, they weren't thinking whatsoever. And we're going to surf on it, on the its doors on the <laughs> way down. Because we could do that. And of course, Batman's not supposed to kill. But what does he do? He lands on Mr. Freeze, takes his wings off, and just throws them to his death. Because well, Batman... Bat- you know, Batman and Batman Returns killed plenty of people. Right, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, Torched them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so bad. Uh, okay, I think my favorite part of this, though, is the fact of uh, Alfred has a niece, and he's like, what, 85, and she's like 20, right? Which if means that, that his, She's probably more like 18 Which in the means movie. his sister is 65 when she had her right well in a deleted scene it talks about how uh it's not his real niece uh he says oh yeah she's not my you know my actual niece it's basically a he was he says in in it he kind of gives us a little backstory he was visiting metropolis he met a girl she fell in love with him he loved her but that his that the age difference was so much that he couldn't uh, he couldn't do that to her. Like, I can't be with you because I'm old. I'm going to die. You're still young. You have your life ahead of you. Uh, so it's probably not best. So he, you know, even though they were in love, he went back to serving Bruce Wayne and all that. And she went on and married an artist and they had Alicia Silverstone. And but they were still really close, apparently, like must have been a really forgiving husband. Right. <laughs> and uh, so that's the relationship there that it's not his sister's kid. It's his long lost loves or something like that. All right. So really weird. It was yeah. stupid. It was really stupid. No doubt about it. The best part of this movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, oh, my God. As bad as he is, he's the only one that pulls off the corniness of the movie well. So, and I don't even know how he does it because Chris O'Donnell, he's just as cheesy, but he's horrible at it. Exactly. He's horrible at being cheesy. Uh, George Clooney barely tried. You know, he was just so just blah, like he was bored. He seemed bored through the whole movie. And uh, Poison Ivy was just a little too much. Mm-hmm. But then you come in with Schwarzenegger, and he's way over the top, and he's way corny, and for some reason, totally worked. Oh, I don't God. know if it's because he looked corny and cheesy in his giant tin suit, and it just worked visually and, and aesthetically. Uh, but for some reason, he's the only one that's slightly entertaining to watch because he delivers those those lines with so much passion 
Whereas George Clooney is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm Batman, whatever, you know. But George, but Schwarzenegger, man, he's into it. He believes every line he says. You're not sending me to the cooler. You're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> oh like he's, he's the only one that seems to be having fun in the whole thing. Oh, so good. Um, all right. So I wrote down just a few of my of my favorite lines from this film. So uh, stop me if you've uh, if you agree with some of these. I got uh, so this is why Superman works alone. The Iceman cometh. Uh, that one's priceless. Uh, you're not sending me to the cooler. Uh, you kill them. Yes, yes. Destroy everything. I love that when he just starts. Yes, to scream. yes. Destroy yes. everything. Uh, what killed the dinosaurs? Die, <laughs> Oh man, so good. Uh, watch your numbers, Batman, for they are the harbinger of your doom. They are the harbinger of your doom. Uh, freeze well stay cool bird boy oh so man these are so bad please show me some mercy <laughs> mercy i'm afraid my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy <laughs> you know it's like it's messed up man i'll kill you next time um and oh man so good frosty when he's trying to get everybody to sing the frosty song sing sing Oh, that is so good, that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, man. Uh, I don't suppose they have a fax machine on elephants. That's. Uh, did you see the video I posted of the 100 worst Batman and Robin lines? And that oh, was, I didn't get to watch it. Okay. That was listed as number one, and they put it in slow motion as she says that. I don't suppose they have fax machines on elephants. It's like, <laughs> that is so stupid. Oh, man, some other great ones. Plant Girl, Vine Lady. All right, everyone, chill. Yeah. Cool party. Okay, Bane, this guy, oh, so it's terrible. stupid. It's terrible. Oh, my Not God. only is it a terrible representation of this character, because one, Bane is, I mean, just for the plain fact that Christopher Nolan's using him in this last Batman movie, he is batman's equal if not superior to he is very smart he is he was he's a brilliant tactician he is extremely tough and all they did was look at this comic book probably didn't even read it and just said look there's a big guy with muscles we'll make him a henchman and then he's taken out in five seconds by just kicking the hose on the back of his head and then he shrinks down to normal size and he's done with right like what 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 are you doing? If you're gonna use Bane, use Bane. Don't don't just make some wannabe Bane just so you can put a third villain in your movie. That's it's it's so insulting. Right. You know, I was listening to a podcast where the guy they were reviewing all the Batman films, and uh, he didn't know anything about the comics. And when he watched this, he's like, "Please tell me that this is not the Bane that I have to see in the Christopher Nolan films." And they're like, "No, you're gonna see, you know, the equal, the the cold, calculated killer. You know, he's gonna he's going to destroy Gotham, and he's probably gonna break Batman's back, and it's gonna be he's gonna be hardcore crazy." And uh, man, I, I'm so excited what what they're gonna do with Bane in the new movie. Man, it's gonna be good stuff. And it's it, it's very brave of Christopher Nolan to to tackle this character because the general public, this is the first and only time they've really been exposed to Bane, and it was terrible. Right. And so he comes in, and I I would have loved to have been in the room 
when he tells the studio what he's planning on doing, he's like, I'm going to use Bane. And they're, they probably were like, oh, hell no, you're not. Right. Like, that's that's a death sentence for this movie. Nobody likes Bane because of what Ju- Joel Schumacher did with the character. Uh, so for him to like say, no, it's my last Batman movie. It's the culmination of everything I've done. And Bane is going to be the peak on that mountain. That is ballsy, man. That is real ballsy because mm-hmm. everybody I know that's not a big comic book reader who found out that Bane was the main villain there. They were just like the guy from Batman and Robin. Really? Like it took Nolan. And I think he's still trying to win people over with that decision. And the whole voice debacle didn't help, but you know, I'm I'm hoping it works out for him. I, I'm sure it will, but I I'm hoping that by the time the movie comes out, people aren't going in with the thought of the dude from Batman and Robin in their head. Yeah, you know, I watched the I taped the MTV Movie Awards, so I didn't have to watch it. But I fast forwarded, and uh, in the very end, they close. And they do a really cool Batman Begins, Dark Knight. Uh, like tribute and then you see Christian Bale you know crying on stage because he saw Heath Ledger and he's like this is the final chapter and then they start showing the Bane stuff where he's blowing up bridges and he's got this like 500 car pile up so nobody can get into Gotham and then just at the end you see him walk in the Batcave and just man he you know I'm so excited, dude, for for this movie. And uh, what I found out, though, is that Christopher Nolan originally didn't want Selena Kyle in the film. It actually took his brother to convince him to put her in the film. And uh, and I'm glad that uh, that he did it because she's iconic. And uh, well, I <laughs> I can't say I'm glad he did it. I think it's cool because I I really enjoy Anne Hathaway, and I think she looks cool so far as Batwoman or not Batwoman, uh, Catwoman. But I'm going to have to wait and see what he does with the character before I can pass judgment because – and I have faith because he did something that a lot of comic book folks haven't been able to do. And that is put multiple villains in a movie and have it work perfectly and because ma- he did that with the first one with Scarecrow. Right. And I have always wanted to see Scarecrow in a Batman movie. They kept teasing us with that for a long time that Scarecrow would be in the next in one of the Batman movies. And they he did it perfectly. And it didn't feel cluttered. It didn't feel like we were just being thrown villain after villain. Because not only did he have Scarecrow, but he had Mr. Zatz in there. And he had uh, Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, man, he, he put three villains in a movie and it worked. The next movie, you have the Joker. You have Two-Face. Uh, you bring back Scarecrow for a, a cameo appearance. And I'm just like, what the heck, man? He just cannot do any wrong. So I have faith that he won't screw up and just put Catwoman in just to put Catwoman in. Uh, because I don't think he, he can do that as a as a filmmaker he, because he knows not to do something stupid or just because somebody tells him to, unlike uh, Sam Raimi, who did not want to use Venom, but buckled when the studio made him use venom and what did we get we got a terrible movie and i don't think christopher nolan's capable of that he hasn't done us wrong yet he hasn't made one bad movie yet and uh exactly you know everybody as they always say you know in in nolan we trust and uh and the thing is you know, he was able to turn the tides around and Batman was actually the focus of the movie, not the villains. Unlike all the Batman movies prior, the villains are always number one and Batman's number two. And and it's not even Batman the focus of the movie. Bruce Wayne. 
Like, even when Batman is on screen, that is Bruce. Right. He made us care for a character named Bruce Wayne. Exactly. And we are following that guy's story. Who cares if he's wearing a mask? Underneath it all, we're rooting for Bruce. And that's that says something. It does because it was the first time that I watched a Batman movie where I didn't care that he wasn't on the screen. And when he was on screen, I saw Bruce Wayne versus all the other times. It was like, okay, when are you going to get in the suit? When are you going to get in the suit? It, yeah, yeah. But in Batman Begins, it was like, man, I'm loving this so much. And it was so – you were so emotionally invested into the story that when he finally put it on, you were going through the adventure with him as he's wearing, uh, you know, he's got the the mask on and he's trying to figure out his costume. And it's like you're going along on the ride. Like it's like you're Bruce Wayne almost. And it was just perfectly filmed and it was just oh, so good, man. And yeah, uh, yeah. and, and the, that's why – and I'm not saying that the whole in Nolan we trust thing, like I'm not saying he can do no wrong. Uh, I'm sure in the in the grand scheme of things, uh, at some point he's going to make a movie that just doesn't resonate with me. But so far he has made movies that I've really enjoyed. Some of them are some of my favorite movies. And so he's earned equity with me that right. I'm not going to sit here and judge too harshly based on a trailer because he's earned my trust. I will let the movie unfold and judge it for what it is, whereas – there's movies out there by other filmmakers where, okay, you haven't earned my trust. So I'm going in skeptic on anything I see on your movie or, you know, you've burned me in the past. So I'm, I'm just not all that keen on your flick, but so far he's, he's got equity with me to where I can sit back and, and not worry if we're going to get a bad Batman movie. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, his trailers, they always raise more questions than answers. He, you know, he never shows you more. He never shows you anything that'll spoil the story, you know? And, and that's something I enjoy about him and, uh, uh, JJ Abrams, that they respect the fact that their stories need to play out naturally, that, they don't like putting everything out there for everybody to know before they go see the movie. They want people to experience the story in a, in a very natural fashion. And the, the way they have the ability to keep everything so tight on some of the biggest movies we get with Batman and with Star Trek and nobody knows what's going to happen because they have the ability to keep it quiet is something I flat out enjoy. I wish more filmmakers could do pull that off. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go on Internet Blackout because I don't want to be spoiled. This is one movie that you do not want to be spoiling because it's the last one. We're never going to get another Nolan film. And how, how many series have actually been able to make uh, one, two, and three? And and that's it. You know, very it doesn't happen too much. Back to the Future, you know, is is one of them, but it not it doesn't happen too often, you know. And this is something that's special. And uh, yeah, I, and I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm going on blackout now. Like I don't want. I'm not watching any more trailers on it. I'm not looking for clues. I'm not searching for script spoilers. Like I'm just all I want to do is sit back and wait and let it unfold in front of me on the big screen. And I'm I'm excited because for the first time we're actually my the theaters in my area are actually wisening up and doing something cool where they're they're doing a dark night marathon. Yeah. At 6:15 that Thursday, they're starting Batman Begins and I'm going to be there and I'm watching it on the best screen here in town and I'm going to watch Batman Begins and I'm going to watch The Dark Knight and at midnight right after Dark Knight ends, it's going straight into The Dark Knight Rises and I think 
Like I'm just so excited to just sit there in a dark theater with a massive screen and a great sound system and a bunch of people who care about the story and watch the story of Bruce Wayne begin and end. Exactly. And I'm so excited for that. And that's it's not IMAX, right? It's just going to be a regular theater that you're it's, going to. It's not IMAX. We don't have one in town. There's one two hours away that I've been to, and okay. if I had the ability, I would totally go do IMAX. But we have a, a theater that has a screen that's called an XD theater, which is probably right in the middle of a regular movie screen and an IMAX screen. Okay. It's got incredible sound. The screen is much, much bigger than a normal movie theater screen. And all of the chairs are big, plush leather chairs. Most comfortable chairs you'll ever sit in in a movie theater. Uh, and it's just a sweet, nice theater. It's a little bit more expensive. Uh, it's about anywhere between 13 and $15, depending on if you're watching something in 3d or not 3d. Yeah. But it's, a uh, it's, I almost like it better than IMAX because Sweet. IMAX sometimes gets a little too much to where you're, you're looking all over the screen and you're, you're having to chase the action with your eyes, you know, and your neck and everything. And it's almost too much sometimes. And I, I don't want to be overwhelmed by the movie. I, I want to experience the movie. And so I, I actually kind of prefer the, this XD theater to the massiveness of the IMAX theater. Even though IMAX is really fun and I won't shrug. Like if we had an IMAX theater, I would totally be there for a, a three-movie marathon in the IMAX theater. But for me, I kind of like the XD theater just a tiny bit better. Those tickets are going for like 150 bucks on eBay right now because the I'm IMAX. I'm not pressed. Yeah. Not pressed. So for you, uh, you know, uh, people have theories on how it's going to end, and we know that this is the end because Christopher Nolan is making it the end. Uh, the legend ends, and that way nobody can mess around with it. How do you want it to end? I mean, I, I don't even want to speculate. I don't even want to even guess. I don't want to. I'm just going to let Christopher Nolan tell a story. Sweet. I like and that. And however answer. he tells me, I will enjoy it, I'm sure. Sweet. I like that answer. Good stuff. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm not seeing the midnight showing. I'm going on like Saturday uh, just because I did that with Avengers, but I had a lot of. Uh, posers and douchebags show up at the avengers and it just wasn't yeah, a fun experience so far with the at least the comic book movies uh and for the most part any other midnight showing i see but very definitely for the comic book movies and stuff the very geeky kind of movies we have an excellent crowd here for the midnight showings it's people that are having fun people who like i have a group of friends that i never see unless it's at a midnight showing because they're people I met in line at midnight showings. They're always there. They always save me seats because I've just become one of this, this like kind of elite group that goes to these midnight showings. It's, it's actually kind of cool. And I always sit in front of this one main guy and he, it's, he talks during the movie, but in the best way possible because he's so excited and so when something bad's about to happen, he's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and it's absolutely not annoying because at the very same time, I'm going like, uh-oh, oh dang, oh dang. And then when something big happens, it's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. It's it, it's such a group experience. And so far, we've been really lucky, knock on wood, yeah, to right? have a crowd that respects the the film and the others they're seeing it with 
and and have the ability to to have this group experience where everybody enjoys the movie together and it's almost a better viewing because you're seeing it with all these people you may not know but you're all sharing that experience and it's almost like you're all friends anyway yeah it's it, it's it's a unique experience and, I, and i'm kind of bummed that you went to avengers midnight showing for your first midnight showing and you had to sit around a bunch of tools yeah like it's it, it sucks that that had to happen because, you know, I haven't had to experience that too much on these types of movies. And, you know, you would think if you're doing a midnight showing, you're doing it because you have an intense love for the character of the story and you would be way more respectful at yeah. that point. It, it was actually my wife's idea and uh, she's not a crowd person. She doesn't like she doesn't like crowds. She, you know, it's just not her thing. Uh, so when we showed up about an hour before it started, uh, she, you know, we heard a lot of people. We started kind of freak out and uh, we just kind of looked at each other and just said, yeah, I don't think we're going to do another midnight showing again. And, and I wanted to do it for this one. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that again. So we're just going to yeah, go like mind. we're just going to go Saturday. And uh, like I said, I'm going to have my phone shut off. I'm going to have my computer shut off. I don't want nobody to spoil this movie for me. I want to go in with uh, with just sit back and let it unfold, you know, and uh because this is it, man. This is going to be – this is my Batman that's going to be ending. So I, I'm, I'm happy that they're going to do a new a newer version. You know, I, lo- I love the Arkham City games, and it would be cool if they kind of took it in a more supernatural-esque way of doing it for the next set of Batmans. That would be I cool. doubt it because, you know, with the plans for a Justice League movie, I'm sure it's going to link heavily into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I I just don't see it deviating too much from whatever mood they set by uh, by the Justice League movie. But you know, with Warner Brothers, that's all so up in the air because they've, you know, they got as far as casting a dang Justice League movie. They had costume fittings, and the whole movie just died. So I'm not really holding my breath for a Justice League movie, even though they're sitting here going, "Oh, we're planning Wonder Woman, we're planning Justice League, it's going to be awesome." I'll believe it when I see a trailer at this point because I just – it's almost sad because I'm a huge DC fan, but I just don't care. Right. I hear because you. Because I don't think they're going to do it well. I, I, I don't have faith in them. Man, Man, Man of Steel it has is to work. looking good to me so far. Right. But so did Superman Returns. Right. And while I'm not as bitter about Superman Returns as some folks are – it, it wasn't the movie I wanted to see. It wasn't a return to the screen of Superman that I was hoping for. So I'm hoping this is it, but I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them because Marvel is doing so well and the Batman movies do so well. But for some reason, they can't pull their crap together to do anything else because it seems like they're relying on the fact that it's a comic book movie to sell tickets. So we don't have to work too hard on the script and we don't really have to do a whole lot of work in the making of the movie because it's a comic book movie. So that'll make all of our money right there. And I don't think they've noticed that the crowds have gotten smarter than that. They, we expect more. Yes, we'll show up for the comic book movie, but if you give us some crap, you're going to get a spike the first week and it's going to drop like a stone the rest of the time because we are vengeful fanboys. Yeah. And uh, they they have a lot of work to do. And Man of Steel my trust again. It it has to work. If Man of Steel doesn't work, if this doesn't just We won't see another Superman movie for 20 years. I know, I'm so nervous about it. I think it will work, but it has to work. It really does. 
Yeah, that, you said it perfectly. It has to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Plain and simple. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of like in regards to Justice League, my thoughts is is that you go off the Man of Steel as your first movie, you do the new Batman and then do your Justice League movie and introduce everybody else because those are your two big characters that everybody, you know, knows and I mean outside of Wonder Woman, but I just think if they were just to do Man of Steel, it succeeded, they did a Batman movie and then do Justice League, it could work. But I, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say, man, how it's going to play out. Yeah, it, it's another one, much like the new Batman movie. I'm I'm not going to speculate. I'm just going to let it play out and and hope. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and hope that it's good. And and that's all I can really do because, I mean, what, what else can we do at this point? We just got to wait. You know, the smartest thing to do is for them to put a Man of Steel trailer attached to the Dark Knight Rises. I think that would be super smart for them to do. As far as I know of, they're still, they got a big chunk of the special effects done. So I think that would actually work well in their favor if they were to do that. But I haven't heard of them doing it. But I think that would be super intelligent for them to do. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I tuned out for a second because I just – I was kind of surfing the web while we were talking. <laughs> uh, but I just came across a news article that's uh, talking about – have you been reading the Smallville Season 11 comic book? I know about it, but I haven't checked it out yet though. But I've been hearing really good things. I'm hearing great things at the moment because they're talking – there's artwork right here that shows uh, – a sneak preview into the first appearance of Batman and Nightwing into the Smallville universe. Interesting. It looks flipping awesome. Awesome. I'm definitely gonna have to check it out now. Holy crap. Oh, so good. Um, so Batman oh, and Robin. Man, Nightwing is Stephanie Brown. They're making Nightwing a girl. Yeah. You know who Stephanie Brown is? No. She was the a character called the Spoiler. Okay. And then uh, at one point she became Robin. And then after that, uh, she became Batgirl. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know where she is in, in relation to this new universe, uh, the rebooted 52. But apparently in Smallville, in the Smallville comic book, Batman is showing up. Bruce Wayne Batman is showing up and Nightwing is being done as uh, – Stephanie. Did you give up on all of your comics officially? I know you gave up on Superman because you were... I gave up on all of them. Yeah. Uh, I read the Smallville comic book because it comes out, uh, for the most part, digitally in little chapters every Friday, for the most part. Uh, And so on my iPad, I just pull it up and I read it real quick. And, you know, it takes like three minutes to read it. It's super short. Uh, But other than that, I I don't get comic books anymore one, due to not having a whole lot of money at right, the moment. Right. And two, uh, there was just a whole lot of issues I had with the whole rebooting of the DC universe. And, you know, I, I'm not saying I won't go back to collecting comic books. At some point I will. I just have to because I love them so much. But right now, I don't have the money or the time or the way it's going right now, the interest to to stay in the game kind of yeah. thing. Well, there's nothing wrong with just sticking with one, you know, and I think you found the one that uh, you're the most pleased with. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's a quick read. Yeah. 
So, uh, so yes, yeah, sir, in regards to uh, Batman and Robin, uh, I know probably most people were expecting us to trash it, but uh, do, you, uh, do you... Oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I'll trash it like crazy, but I, I will... I don't think it's a good movie. Me personally, I don't care to watch it because, again, just like you said, I'm I'm rolling my eyes the entire time, and eventually that'll give you a headache. Yeah. Uh, but I recognize it for not being as terrible as most people say it is because as long as you recognize it for what it is as a film representation of the old Adam West TV show, uh, it's slightly bearable. Right. And I'm sure somebody out there who loves the old Adam West show is like, yeah, I love this movie because it reminds me of that. And it's good on you, man. Uh, I'm happy for you. But for me, it's just it's it's there's not enough good for me to care for it at all. And the only reason I own it is because I'm a perfectionist and I'm a completist and I bought the first two on Blu-ray and so I got the other two. <laughs> yeah, I the only reason I got it is because I bought the anthology set. I wanted the Blu-ray, but it was like 90 to 100 bucks. So I went on eBay, I spent 15 bucks, and I bought the DVD set because I wanted the two-disc set for each disc. And, and I thought, okay, Batman and Robin comes in there, and I'm kind of interested to see if they do any sort of apologies for the film. And, and I got what I wanted, but the special features are kind of cool because there's that whole yeah. do, that documentary. is a, it, You have to have the whole set to complete that documentary. And, and, that, and say what you will about the movie, the – the history of the creation of that franchise for that time is very interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and and I love Arnold in the film. Uh, I mean, he's he's hysterical. He's got probably some of the greatest one-liners. Uh, it's it's you know That's it's all he has <laughs> exactly. I mean, all in all. It's a one-star film for me. I wouldn't even. Ugh, meet. Yeah, that's being generous. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if I never watch this movie ever again, I'm not going to complain whatsoever. Nope. I think this is my third time watching it. The first time was in the theater. The second time was uh, on the DVD set to see if maybe I still hate it and then to watch it for this one. So, uh, so yeah, man. Do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh, not really. I mean, we didn't talk too much about it, but really there's not much there to chew on. Uh, so, you know, whatever, if you like it, I'm not going to judge you, uh, because I'm sure there's stuff in there to like at some point, but have your kids watch it, you know? Yeah. It's probably great for kids. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I didn't have my kids watch it, but it's, you know, it's family friendly as, uh, as Joel Schumacher said, because he was supposed to sell toys. So the whole purpose was to make it kid friendly. Now, granted, there's a lot of sexual, uh, innuendos, uh, from Poison Ivy that I wrote down, uh, like slippery when wet and all that kind of stuff. But that yeah. would, go, that would go over kids' heads though, in all reality. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so yeah, sir, uh, why don't we, uh, I'm, I'm good with this. You want to move on to email, sir? Sure. Cool. So let's hear what the STL nation had to say. So and a lot of these dudes are the same guys that write you. So uh, uh, John uh, John from Philly, 
which is John the Music Man. Uh, that's that's my boy. He goes on to say, STL Nation, Mike, and maybe Jason. Hmm, what can I say about Batman and Robin? Well, I could go on and on what went wrong, but all I will say is it's not Bane. Uh, okay, what I liked. I think Arnold was great. Mr. Freeze, he was the he saved any part of the film for me uh, of what could be saved. So if I had to rewatch this film, I would fast forward to his scenes and his scenes only. Uh, take care, guys. John the Music Man. So, like, thanks sir, for writing in, sir. Good times. So, um, let's see. Our next one comes from uh, John MC, which uh, is John the Mailman over here, yep, and yep. he goes, "Hello, Mike, and super podcast." Or he says, "Podcasting star Jason." Uh, not not much to say about this one. It's bad, real bad. The only good thing about this movie is it put a stop to the hurting. And, and it killed Batman as we knew him. Everything is so over the top. The city, the actors, the Batmobile, everything. I love Schwarzenegger, and he made it somewhat watchable. Thurman was not good, which we didn't even talk about her, but we really don't need to talk about her, right? Well, she's, she's like I said earlier, she's just so over the top, but it's not fun. Uh, and I, I can't explain why Schwarzenegger's fun in this movie, because he is over the top, but he feels like he's having fun. Uma Thurman is over the top, but feels like she's hating every minute of it. Right. And that comes off on screen. And it's just like one poison Ivy can be a formidable adversary and she could be tough and she can be scary and she can be sexy and all of those things in this movie. She was just dopey and, I still don't care about whatever her intentions were in this movie. It's she just felt shoved in there and that never works. Exactly. I and I like her as an actress. I like Kill Bill. You know, I like her in Pulp Fiction. I, I enjoy her as a, as a performer in this movie. She did not look like she was having fun and that made me not have fun. Right. Yeah. It came across. Uh, yeah, you're right. It came totally across screen. Uh, the whole time. So I agree with you, sir. Uh, he goes, uh, Thurman was not good. Clooney wasn't right for the role. O'Donnell was bad, which is sad. You know, I really enjoy Chris O'Donnell uh, as Robin in Batman Forever. thought he did a really good job. And in this one... He... And I was so excited to see Robin in a Batman movie. And I I was okay with him in Batman Forever. But he he wasn't having... Again, he wasn't having fun in this movie. And the interviews he he we see him in show that and I wasn't having fun either. So he was so annoyed in the movie and just came across annoying. And, uh, and I mean, every day he said it was a challenge because he felt that, uh, he was making a mistake. He was just doing what he was told, but he knew that this was just a joke. And, uh, so yeah, man, it's just, it sucks. And then he said, uh, Silverstone, not the right fit. Uh, I'm not even going to go into Bane. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking or how this one even made it to theaters. Thanks, Jason, for the Ice Age jokes. It's the one good memory for me, and I thank you, Jason, which is true, sir. I mean, you have totally trademarked that, and uh, always a good time. (laughs) Dude, I have a (laughs) T-shirt. I know you do. I made a T-shirt of that sucker. I think you put it on the Show Me the Winston uh, fan page of the picture. 
I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. that I'm pretty sure that's where I saw it. Um, and he goes, uh, it had some really bad quotes and Mike's link to the hundred worst lines was a good watch and should be checked out. What's Jason's thoughts on judge dread. Have a great show. John, the mailman considers email delivered. Uh, yeah, I just recently did judge dread. It was a request. So I put it in the guilty pleasure series. So, uh, he wants to know what your thoughts is on that flick, sir. Uh, the original judge dread I thought was fine. It's good popcorn kind of flick. It's funny. Uh, the new one that's coming out, I'll, I'll watch it. I have a, as much excitement for the new Judge Dredd movie as I do Total Recall. Cool. Awesome. And then our next email. Oh, by the way, thank you, John the Mailman. Always a good time to hear from you. And the next one comes from uh, Charlie. He says, hey, Masunas and STL Nation. Oh, great. The crappiest Batman movie ever made. Uh, I have uh, this movie in a four-pack of uh, movies. No extras, which, yeah, they have that at like walmart for like 10 bucks but you don't get the special disc which for me i gotta have the special features when i buy something like that well that's why it took me so long to even get the movies on dvd like i didn't even i don't even own them on dvd because every time they put out a dvd it was bare bones movie only special features french you know it's like it was so terrible and i'm like there's got to be something you have for this movie a making of a uh, a retrospective trailers anything come on give me something so when i found the dvds and i found the dvds or the blu-rays they were uh six bucks each at a walmart are you serious yeah six bucks each and they are the special editions they have all the special features up the wazoo the documentary that's split up into various parts yeah yep. all of that and they were six bucks each i snatched those up fast <laughs> i i love the the covers of the blu-rays because they yeah, have because the, they're so slick man they are slick yeah they have the bat symbol of every of that movie's logo for the blu-rays but the dvds only have the movie poster as the yeah. cover so that's what that's the only thing that sucks between the i mean obviously blu rays better but that's the thing why i wanted the blu-ray so bad was because of the cover but i wasn't paying 100 bucks for it and I couldn't find it anywhere. So, but it is what it is. So, uh, and he goes on to say that uh, it was the last movie before Christopher Nolan Batman movie came out in 2005. Uh, the movie finishes up rather poorly in the box office. So to sum it up, Batman and Robin, it sucked. All right. So thank you, Chair. Always a good time. And uh, our next email comes from Sebastian, and he said, "Hello, fantastic, Mr. Jason and Masunas Almighty. Sorry for the lame pun of movie titles and guest uh, and great host. I gave Batman and Robin a 2.5 stars. This is a quick revisit to my previous email about Batman and Robin." I am kind of surprised that out of the mega or list cast of the movie, uh, Schwarzenegger, Thurman, and Clooney came out with barely a taint of Batman and Robin, while the rest had their movie careers die a horrible death. On the positive note or side or whatever, the actors whose career died found new life on the small screen. Uh, for Masunas to clarify my point that Judge Dredd didn't strike the balance between violent action movie and parody, I have decided to explain in a flow chart. Violent action movie, one, Stallone's performance, two, excessive and often bloody violence done to every character, uh, three, uh, Rico's diabolical plans and behavior, example, the way he his look his lover looks at him several times, and then uh, Schneider's performance, parody, and two would be several Stallone scenes. So thank you, sir, 
for uh, for writing in. Uh, he was kind of referring to uh, I was asking him to explain his Judge Dredd email that he had sent in. I was a little bit confused by it. So so thanks, sir, for writing in. Appreciate it. So let's get to the next email. So uh, our final email comes from our good friend, Jameson the Great, your boy. And he goes, hey, guys, what's up? I saw the film you're reviewing, and I had to get my two cents in full disclosure. I haven't had time to rewatch it recently, but this film is burned into my memory. We like to refer to this as a guilty pleasure where I'm from. Yeah, Clooney was really out of his element. Of course, Arnold was laughable throughout. I never liked Chris O'Donnell as Robin, nor the choice for Gotham to be the fluorescent rave party. And those <laughs> <laughs> and those suits our heroes wore are epic in their awfulness, which... Dude, the first the first set of suits they are so bad looking. The rubber is just so horrible. Like Keaton's suit was amazing. I loved it, but George Clooney's Batman suit. Well, oh. when you look back on Keaton's suit, it's not all that great. You know, in retrospect, what we've gotten now. Well, of course, it's not amazing. You know, uh, and with these ones, it's just. They're not good, and it's cheap because they didn't change suits from the beginning to the end when they're silver. They just repainted them and glued plastic pieces onto them of old ones, of ones from Batman Forever. And it's like, what are you doing, people? Are you that lazy? You can't make a flipping suit? Uh, that was the only time I actually thought it looked good was at the end. And I was like, hey, it looks like the Batman Forever suits. Hmm. Yeah, because they were. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's funny. I didn't know that actually. I thought they were actually legitimately new suits, but uh, no, they were lazy, and they looked a lot better than the the ones they were wearing before. But it's like, ah, oh, come on. I know, right? Um, and he goes on, uh, but you know what? It's fun. It's uh, in a car crash kind of way. It's uh, no, it's not good. Never was. But as time passes, this film becomes more and more enjoyable because of the two factors. First, it stands as the height of sequels and mixed visions in the '90s gone gone hourly. It just feels like it never knew what it was. Secondly, it put the final bullet in this franchise and forced the studios to look in the mirror. The Hollywood excess had to end and a new fresh take on this character and the superheroes as a whole had to be taken, which I totally agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, this led to the Nolan franchise as well to an overall more uh, real gritty feel to our heroes uh, almost across the board. It's been the renaissance of, of superheroes so as horrible and i mean horrible as batman and robbie is i can enjoy it it's quotable and classic mystery science theater kind of fair those uh who get too worked up over it need to chill out thanks guys jameson so that is it sir for all of our emails so thank you guys so much for writing in i know it's kind of short notice because uh, you know me and you we just talked about getting together just like the other day so Got these emails in pretty fast, so that was awesome. So uh, good times, sir. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you want to write in, it's sweetplaypodcast.yahoo.com. Make sure you go to Twitter. It's STL Podcast. And uh, one thing I've noticed, sir, I just mentioned this last night on my Bad Boys 2 episode. uh, Facebook now, uh, I noticed, like, for example, anytime you post on Film and Focus or Flicks, it never shows up in my uh, Facebook, but it shows up in my Twitter but then if I go to your page, it shows that, hey, we got a new episode up. And I guess now if you have a fan page, only 18% of your fans are actually going to see it unless you actually pay for it. 
it's stupid, dude. Like, yeah, well, it's Facebook. What do you expect? <laughs> I know, right? So I, I kind of, you know, told people that uh, if you go on Twitter, anytime you do any updates to your Facebook page, it automatically goes there. So that way you can see everything. So, and uh, I, I was pretty sure you knew about that, but if you didn't, now you know. Yep. So, all right, sir. So let's get into the music spotlight. probably know or you don't know i've been doing the uh, summer music spotlight series but i'm gonna put you on the spot sir uh you i want you to tell me i want you to pick a song i want you to for the audience pick one of the songs that you have just been digging lately that you just want people to hear and i'm gonna play it sir because uh you're a special guest and and you should pick it sir and you got some good musical taste so uh what's a song that you've just been totally digging right now that you want everybody to hear yeah i got nothing man you got nothing (laughs) i am not a music person like i enjoy music but it's not when i'm in the car i don't listen to music i listen to talk radio (laughs) or podcasts you know so uh but i mean we could you know what's good about batman and robin the soundtrack (laughs) really the soundtrack is excellent oh have you listened to the soundtrack honestly no oh, i i've heard horrible the soundtrack no the soundtrack's amazing i love oh. the soundtrack okay so uh if you want to pick a song bone thugs and harmony i don't know what the song's name is but it's off the batman and robin soundtrack it's pretty awesome okay all right I will pick. I will find that and I will play it for you on this because uh, yeah, I've ne- I have the Batman, Batman Returns, and the Batman Forever soundtrack, but I never picked up the Batman and Robin because I was just so mad at the movie and I figured the music had to be even worse. And I heard bad things about the end is the beginning of the end. Oh, I, that song is amazing. Really? I love that song. You love that song? I love it. I heard it's like I've. There's two versions of it on the song on the soundtrack. It it opens the soundtrack and it closes the soundtrack. The first one's all hard rock and the la- and the the ending one is uh, very low key and and quieter. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing soundtrack. Which one? I love it. Which one's your favorite? If you had to pick between those two and the Bone Thugs and Harmony, which one would you pick as the best? Uh, the end is the beginning is the end. The or the hard, beginning is the end is the beginning. <laughs> the the hard rock one or the soft one. I like them both. I I think they complement each other quite a bit. But you know, if you're gonna play one, do the hard rock one. Kind okay. of, you know, you always want to end with a, a kickoff. You know, get people excited to hit the world. Right, right. Thing. And for the second song to close out the show, we're going with the ultimate STL classic. Yes, uh, those hardcore members. Uh, we all love this song. Uh, this is mostly for the newer listeners that are probably going to be checking this out. This is the ultimate classic for STL. And uh, it's been on since episode one. But uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's definitely beyond awesome. And uh, all the hardcore fans absolutely love this song. But for those of you uh, who haven't heard it yet, I can't wait for you to hear it. It's definitely perfect for summertime, uh, summer series I have going on. 
because this is one that I play constantly, constantly, almost like every other day, just blasting outside my car. So that one, you will just have to wait to the end of the show to check out. And then uh, and then I'll let you guys know uh, the name of the artist and song uh, on the next episode. So that's what I got for my side of the music spotlight. So, sir, it, uh, it was excellent to have you on the show again. Uh, I'm glad we finally got to do a fun movie because Buried was super fun, but I had microphone problems and it was such a serious movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of hard to joke around when you're talking about a guy being buried alive. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, I mean, we had fun with the snake, the snake talk. Uh, yeah, screw oh. that snake. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. still gives the chills, man. Uh, but uh, but I figured for Batman and Robin, it was uh, the perfect movie to pick because uh, you know it's just it's super fun and uh, so yeah. Thanks for uh, for coming on, sir. And and the funny thing is is uh, this should technically come out the fourth of the of the movies that I'm doing because uh, I was starting the Batman franchise next week. But uh, I may release this first just to start it off because we had nah, – Nah, re- keep it in order. You want to keep it in order? Yeah, keep it in order. Think it's a good idea? All yeah. Right. All right. Hold on to it for a little while. Well, it wouldn't come out until roughly the first week of July. So it's all good. It's all good. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, uh, if you guys want to check out the other shows, obviously most of you already listen to Jason's shows. But if you don't, he, uh, he's got Flicks, which has his buddy Dan. Uh, always a good time. You guys have mostly have been doing a lot of newer movies, which is really cool. Um, and you guys just uh, did Prometheus, right? We're about to do Prometheus, yes. Oh, okay. I thought you guys recorded that last night. No, we, we recorded something special last night. Sweet. Can't wait for that. Uh, and show me the Winston. Now, you guys record a bunch of episodes in one night. Um, so here's Yeah, we my... do about three episodes a night uh, or every you know month. We do about three episodes in one night and release them over the few weeks kind of thing. And we have a few stacked up, but we're about ready to – Pour into a couple more because we're about to hit our 75th episode, which we're trying to figure out something special to do for that one. Okay, so here's my dumb question. I am never, you know, you, you're you two hours behind me. So I was happened to be up in the middle of the night and you had like a last call for emails. I sent one in. You sent out a note that says, Masunas, close this out. So what the heck episode am I going to be on, dude? I can't remember. <laughs> Because I need to. It's clear. gotta be soon. Did you listen to the most recent one we just I, put out today? I did. I did. That was uh, about. Well, then it's probably episode seventy-three. Okay. Because <laughs> I, next one. <laughs> I need to. I need to clear my name because you know everybody heard the story about the work and and in that email I tell everybody everything's cool. I need to clear my name and it just hasn't come out yet. And I've just been waiting for it to come out so everybody could just hear, hey, everything's cool at work. Unless it was in. Unless we read that email during the lost episode <laughs> then you'll never hear it <laughs> you had a lost episode yeah we we didn't have a good one. <laughs> oh. it was so bad we're like no we're not putting that one out i'll i'll check for you i'll double check okay cool awesome because uh yeah i want to get my name cleared on that so because i love it you're like Masunas was out of character what was Man, wrong he's a jerk <laughs> oh it's... he's a woman hater right but uh yeah it was just it was a bad day at work but everything's cool now uh we're good friends now you know and uh and luckily she didn't hear it but uh but i kind of told her like hey sorry i've been having problems with you uh you know i kind of gave my frustrations out on you and you know apologize and everything was cool so 
Uh, so I'm glad that all worked out because you got to you got to have a healthy work environment because if you it don't, it, it becomes a bad one. So. Uh, so, yes, sir. Uh, the next movie you come on. I have no idea what movie we could possibly do. I talked we talked about DC Cab at one point, right? Or no. DC Cab would be cool, man. That, that, I, I, man, I haven't watched that movie in a coon's age. Oh, man. Mr. T, Adam Baldwin. So oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's whenever we decide to do another movie, that should be the one that we do because at least that movie doesn't suck and we can have total fun with that one. So be good times. I'll come on for Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man? Sweet. Yeah. If you do any of the Spider-Mans, call me. <laughs> really? Okay. Cause, uh, I might be doing them too, but still, I I, I got I got things to say. Okay, because you know I was uh, I was curious because I knew you were gonna do it, so I was like, well, why would you want to repeat yourself? Kind of like you know. Well, it's uh yeah, and I totally agree. I hate repeating myself, but if you do the series, the ones before, I haven't decided yet if we're gonna do the the original Sam Raimi series. I I will I will do. So if you're doing it and you want me to come on, then I might not do it on flicks. Okay. So the only way you'd get to hear my opinion at this time would be here. Okay. I'll I'll let you know. Obviously, I got the unless we do a crossover episode. I don't know. We'll have to do something fun. That'd be cool, man. Because I mean, obviously, I have the Batman series, and uh, and I I have it timed out perfectly to where the week that I release the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises comes out that Friday, and then the following week I would record the Dark Knight Rises, and then from there. It's kind of whatever movie's up for, you know, because I definitely want to do the Lethal Weapon series. And I know you're a big, big fan of the Lethal Weapon series. I love that series. So, so yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know you hate Bad Boys, too. So uh, did you listen to my I review? I don't care about Bad Boys, too. <laughs> and no, I'm not even – I'm not going to listen to that episode. <laughs> Maybe I'll listen to it. I'll okay. listen to it. Why not? Okay, because it, it technically it's been six years since I seen it, so I will tell you I did have a different opinion about it than I did before. So, so give it a listen. It, it should be a message and say, hey, your review sucked, dude. Well, I, I have a long work day tomorrow and tons of podcasts to listen to, so I'll throw that one up on there. Okay, cool. And I got some. Uh, I got two awesome songs at the end anyway. So help you with your driving anyway. So sweet. Good, good deal. So, uh, so yeah, you guys make sure you check out Jason's shows. They're awesome. Always, always my favorites. Show me to Winston's always a good time. And then, uh, and then film and focus, man. You and Danny, you guys, uh, you guys have kind of taken a little break because Danny had a baby. So that's good. Yeah, he had a baby. Uh, and it's just been really busy. The usual time we record is kind of been taken up by a lot of other things lately. He's out of town this week. Uh, but we're starting a new series of uh, videos for that show where we're posting them on Facebook at the Stormfront uh, account over there, or not on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, because on that show, we don't really review movies per se. We talk about the history of film, the how film is done. You know, it, It's more of a general topic of film in general kind of thing. So we decided to start doing videos so that Danny had a chance to review movies that he's watching because I get to do that on flicks, but he doesn't really get that chance. So he's doing those and the videos that feature me just have random, my random kind of thoughts and opinions on stuff that's either coming out or stuff that's happening in films, uh, present or in the past. Uh, so we're starting those. So if you go and subscribe to the show, we'll let you know what's coming out when. And, uh, it, it it's kind of fun. I like yeah. them. I, yeah, I like the, the first video, 
uh, review. I thought that was really cool. I mean, it was short, sweet to the point, but my favorite thing that you do is you put the movie clips in while he's talking. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, you got to break it up a little bit so it's not just a talking head the entire time. But they're short. They're I try and keep them under five minutes. So you get in, you get the information, and you can get out so you're not wasting a bunch of time. You can watch them real fast. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, uh, the last time you were on, I gave you crap about uh, the shadowy flight. And you're like, that show's dead, sir. And we were it jo- is. We were joking around <laughs> about it. And like, Still is. And like two months later, you're like, hey, what's up? Shadowy well, flight. I, it, it was funny because I, me and Dan had been talking about just quitting the show altogether, just because we're so busy, and it was either spread ourselves too thin, or cut it out and start focusing on flicks and show me the Winston and making those shows better. And I'd even had the thought, I'm like, maybe Masunis wants to do it. Like, I should just let him do it because he's excited about it. He's, you know, got time on his hands apparently to at least keep it going in some form or fashion. And then I kind of put it out of my mind. I, I kind of forgot about it. And then one day I'm on Facebook and you're like, yeah, I'm thinking about starting another show. Maybe Knight Rider, huh? huh? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I got a Knight Rider show for you. Go for it. And, and for you people that know out there, I really do record the episodes to give it to Jason. It just takes forever for Aaron to post it. So yeah, I, not my fault. Right. Producer Aaron's fault. Yeah. So it's, it's not. At it's, least we're getting episodes. It's not like completely dead. Uh, and me and Dan will make appearances here once in a while. I did a little short news episode that popped out just because I had an itch to talk yeah. Night Rider a little bit, and we'll pop on with Masunis once in a while here, you know, eventually, but. Yeah, it's if you like Knight Rider, it's 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 a fun way to kind of relive the series a little bit. Uh, I I still love Knight Rider, but again, I didn't I didn't want my other shows to suffer because I'm spreading myself too thin. So yeah. the weakest link kind of had to go because we didn't have time to watch episodes, and so we didn't have time to review them in in the with as much attention as we could have, and so. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad it's still going. Yeah, my favorite is your description. Uh, you're like Mike Mac's wife had him shot or left him for death. I just love your descriptions. I'm like, seriously, that's good stuff. Uh, what's cool is, um, you know, I I try to keep it just the same format you did, but I do get some feedback that they like the fact that I have uh, I do a turbo boost of the of the episode. I talk about the turbo boost to kind of change it up a little bit how you guys used to do it. And uh, oh, yeah, and, and I've been hearing that you're people. Doing a good job. Oh, and I, I've been getting some feedback, you know, at first we got feedback where it was like, we miss you guys. Why can't you do the show? And, uh, but as you've been doing episodes, like people have really responded to you positively because they recognize that you're a fan and they recognize that you're excited about what you're talking about. And that that goes a long way. You know, if, if you're doing a podcast and you're excited about what you're talking about, that makes people excited to listen and, yeah. and you're. That's what you're doing on the shadowy flight, and that's why you're a good fit for that show. And people are really warming up to you. Like that's they, awesome. they recognize your excitement, and they're excited because they're not the only ones excited. They're like, "Oh, this show's been off the air for decades, but here's a guy who's excited too." And so, it, it's a good fit. It's yeah. a really good fit. And even the episodes that aren't the greatest, I still find some awesomeness in it. Are just, you know, I try to find as much positivity as I can, you know. And uh, it, yeah, it's we got enough hate on the internet. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think the turbo boost thing is always my favorite. Just to, uh, to I know there's going to be like two or three where they don't do any turbo boost, and that's going to suck. But uh, but I can't wait to get to season three though, man. Oh, 
it's going to be so awesome. But uh, also in season two, we got some uh, Goliath returns, and you guys got to come on for that because that's the two-hour, sure. two-hour big episode, and uh, that one's just so fun to see Hasselhoff play evil, evil Garth. And uh, man, it is fun. Good times, man. It's and, not good, but it's fun. <laughs> right, right, right. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all the shows. Oh, Crossroads. You do some supernatural talking, which is some good times. And uh, I love the fact that you had some iTunes hate, and you just went off like you always do. That was some good times. I, I was rolling yeah, on that. Uh, I don't care if people hate me, did, but did, don't be stupid. <laughs> right. Did you see iTunes have changed it now to where it rates your show off of ratings and not reviews anymore? Because I went into mine today and it all of a sudden said 17 instead of 13. I was like, what the heck? And then it said ratings. And then when you go into it, now it says reviews. So they changed it to where now they they base your show off of ratings, not reviews, which is pretty cool. That just happened today. I just noticed nice. it. Yeah, and of course your shows you have more ratings than you did reviews, so now your show has been bumped has been bumped up. It's pretty cool. Nice, I'm all about that. Yeah, all about that. So that is where you can find you, and uh, also you have a production company. So if anybody needs you, I mean you do photography, you do short films. I mean you do the whole package pretty much, right? I pretty much do a little bit of everything. It's my burden and my curse. <laughs> Uh, I am Spider-Man. You are Spider-Man. Good times. Yeah, I will definitely, definitely do the Spider-Man series, and I will keep you posted on that, sir. Uh, yeah, a crossover episode. That'd be sweet. Get Dan on there. Rip on him for a while. Be good times. It's true. He awesome. loves that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Not right. really. All right. Well, that is the that is our review of Batman and Robin. Hopefully, you enjoyed it, even though we didn't talk too much about Batman and Robin. We just talked the Christopher Nolan stuff, but hey, that's the stuff that matters anyway. So Yeah, and if 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 we didn't talk about something you really wanted to hear about, send in an email to Masunas. That's the easiest way. <laughs> right, because you will be, be like, hey, you didn't talk about this. I'm interested what do you guys think about this? Yeah, shoot an email. Why yeah, not? why not? Got the good thing is I always have the regulars. I can always count at least four or five every episode. So that, that's something that that's um you know, I would rather have forty people listen and have interaction than have 200 and only i interact with like you know you know what i'm saying i i like having a small fan base it's cool yeah i i didn't get into this to be a a celebrity or to have a podcast that reaches 100 billion people i me and my friends talk about this thing already why not do it in front of a microphone and if it brings a few people some enjoyment some escape from their busy days because i know that's what i get from podcasts while i'm doing work uh then it's all worth it. Yeah. Do you have any that you want to recommend that you, cause I know you said you had some old ones that have disappeared and you're trying to find new ones. Do you have any new yeah, ones that you like? It's unfortunate because back in the day, back at the beginning of my podcast love, I was doing a job that I was all by myself for hours at a time. So I, I discovered podcasts and there were a bunch I listened to, but then I got out of that job, didn't have time to listen to podcasts. So it, it was like a couple of years. I didn't listen to really anything. And uh, now I have a job that re- allows me to listen to tons of podcasts every time I work. And so I went back searching for the old ones that I used to listen to. And some of them stopped and are gone forever. It's kind of sad. But I've got some new ones. I'm listening to the Nerdist uh, channel, the series where it's uh, the Nerdist podcast. And there's a script writing one and just go on to itunes type in nerdist 
you'll find what I'm talking about. Those are really good. I listen to the Kevin Pollock chat show, uh, the audio version of that. I listen to Film Junk. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I listen to uh, Jameson's show, uh, Movie Mojo Monthly. Yeah. Uh, which that one's pretty fun. They like the title says it comes out once a month. Uh, you know what's funny about that? Uh, Jameson actually knows where I live because he is only about an hour and a half away from me. So he has actually been in my neighborhood because I told him where I live. And he's him and Brian actually traveled through my neighborhood before. Well, I've gotten drunk with that man. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to live uh, with – not with each other but next to each other. We uh, uh, Pulling back the curtain a little bit, my wife was in the military for quite a few years and his wife was in the military for quite a few years. And so we were stationed at the same place. And so me and him were movie buddies. We watched a bajillion movies together and we hung out all the time. We got drunk together. Uh, so that's how I know Jameson. <laughs> that is awesome. He he got mad at me because I stole his guilty pleasure. I picked Cool as Ice, and uh, he was mad that's at me. That's a terrible movie. I stop know. It. Both of you stop so it. So horrible, it's, dude. It's criminal. <laughs> but, but my guilty pleasures are uh, Masters of the Universe and Super Mario Brothers, so I have no room to talk whatsoever. Mine are just more geeky. <laughs> Masters of the Universe is so awesome. That's Star Star Wars on Earth, man. Good times. Just saying, it's fun. It's good. Dolph Lundgren, he was got to do what you know, I guess. <laughs> My wife and me, we just watched Spawn again, and I was like, God, this movie sucks so bad. I, I'm like, this movie it's needs to be not, remade. It's not great. Did you ever watch the old cartoon series? It was, I think, on HBO. Uh, I checked out adult. two episodes. Yeah, and I was like, that this was is pretty cool. That was way better because they had the freedom to kind of do what they wanted and tell a longer story. But the movie, it was it was cashing in plain and simple. And yeah. it, it's not even hiding that fact. Yeah. Oh, that that is one movie that is crying for remake. And I'll be I'll be open to I'll have open arms when that movie comes out. Good time, man. Right Good. now they're working on the 80s. Give it time till they start making the 90s. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yeah. I think, uh, oh yeah, as far as me, uh, there's one show I just got into, one of my listeners, uh, it's called Yeah, It's That Bad, where they- I just started listening to that. Uh, like, literally. Yeah. I listened to half an episode yesterday. Um, I checked, I did Batman and Robin, and after that I was hooked. Martin is my favorite, because he is the, he is so funny, and uh, it's so good. Uh, it's, oh, I can't, and the cool thing is, it's only like 20 to 30 minutes, and they do an episode yeah. every Tuesday. But uh, I uh, I listen to the Waterworld one. Yeah, I'm currently listening to it, uh, and I disagree with them because Waterworld's awesome. Check out Constantine. That one I was shocked at their love on that one. Um, and the, look at my podcast. I I know I know some more here. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you listen to Now Playing? Now Playing podcast. Here's the thing with Now Playing. I started listening to Now Playing during their Friday the 13th retrospective when the new Friday the 13th remake was coming out. Yep. And I got annoyed because they were just hating. Like, they couldn't do anything but hate on it. And the way they were hating on it, like all of the movies they were talking about, they were hating on it in a way that they they came off as being like, I hate this because it's stupid and I'm superior to it. And I hate when people do that. I, I cannot stand when people are like, I'm so, I'm so much better than what I'm talking about, and that's why this is stupid, because it's so pompous and arrogant. Gotcha. So I pointed that out 
on their website. They had co- a comment section. And I said, hey, it's I, I'm it's cool that you guys are doing these retrospectives, but it really sounds like the only reason you're doing it is to sit here and kind of pump yourself up and be cocky jerks. And they they attacked me. Really? <laughs> they tore me apart for days, like three days. It was post after post after post of like, and another thing, you're an idiot because we're so much smarter than you and who are you and blah, 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 blah. So I, I have a, I don't want to listen to that show ever again because I'm just like, all these guys are, are the, and there's a ser- there's a bunch of podcasters out there that do this is they have a show just because they think they're better than whatever they're talking about they're pompous they're arrogant and i i don't have time to listen to that <laughs> wow i didn't know so that I like them i don't i'm not a big fan i like what they're doing i like that they do these whole retrospectives on entire series and stuff but i don't like them as people <laughs> gotcha. so i i don't pay attention to them um, Batman on film and modern myth media. I love those two, uh, podcasts, uh, especially Batman on film because they really dig deep into the Batman films and you look at them at a whole different level and modern myth media is strictly comic book based, uh, movies and they talk about comics, but they really, I mean, they love Batman and Superman. Uh, so those two are, are some of my absolute favorites that I got to listen to every week. Uh, do you like Kevin Smith at all? I love Kevin Smith, and I know you've pumped his podcast, but I've been meaning to check it out. But he has like what a couple hundred episodes. I wouldn't yeah, even know he has where. Yeah, a bajillion. To, I wouldn't but even know where to start. He just started a show called Fat Man on Batman. Okay. Uh, and it's only has two episodes right now. It just started. The first episode is him and Paul Dini talking about Batman the Animated Series, and the second episode is him and Mark Hamill. Okay, excellent. They're a little dirty. I don't know, you know, uh, the audience out there, if you're not really keen on having him talk to, because Kevin Smith just has no filter, uh, but it's less dirty than his other shows. So, but if you're a fan of Batman and you want to hear what Paul Dini, the, you know, one of the head dudes on the animated series has to say about Batman and his version of Batman, it's a, it's a great listen. And tomorrow I'm actually listening to the Mark Hamill interview. So okay. it should be well, pretty sweet. Well, yeah, it's that bad is, as obviously explicit as well. Uh, but yeah, but Kevin Smith is worse. Yeah. Like he he gets so graphic, like ridiculously graphic most of the time, uh, and this one's just a little. This one's like the most tame I've seen him, but it's still like he's dropping f bombs and stuff. But on his other shows, if you're if you haven't experienced those shows, be ready to hear about every dirty and when I say dirty, I mean dirty detail of his sex life, of his fantasy life, of anything. Like the dude just cannot be clean. Gotcha. It's impossible. Gotcha. So if if you have sense sensitive sensibilities stay away but the fat man on batman is actually the most tame and it's it's got a lot of interesting stuff just because he's he you know paul dini and mark hamill those are that's a great way to start off a podcast oh, cool uh one i'd recommend for you um is uh prank it up with tom may because that's the guy that did the who your boss is you know the the guy that does all the, the telemarketers call in his he does like seven or eight minutes uh, a week podcast where he just plays some of his crank calls it that is a hilarious podcast prank it up with tom may and it's clean no swearing or nothing like that it's good stuff but you get you, you get you get to hear uh, more of his prank calls. One of them is the, uh, you know, I have an echo, which is the who your boss is. 
Uh, but I love Tom Mabe. He's hilarious. And he's one of my favorite comedians because he's just, he's so creative when people call him. And, and I mean, you've heard his stuff that I've played before. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I highly recommend you check that one out too. It's good stuff. So cool. Yeah. Check out all those podcasts. Yeah. Support the podcaster. That's what we're saying here. Exactly. That's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. Yep. All right, sir. Well, uh, I think, I think we are done for the night, sir. I, yeah, I think that's a show, sir. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you, Jason, as always, for coming on. It was a great time to have you uh, come on for this fun episode. And uh, we will definitely get together, and uh, we'll keep you guys posted in regards to what we're going to do next as far as Spider-Man or DC Cab, whatever. We'll keep you in the loop. So. And if we can't make any of those work, we'll find something else. Exactly. We'll figure it out. So uh, you want to sign off on your side, sir? Uh, Yeah. Peace out. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Masunis out. You guys take care.
Escape on me. 